Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One thing I haven't covered is Michigan. Michigan this year, their win total, the good old-fashioned nine and a half. Best fight song in college football? In college sports? What do you think? I think yeah, that and Rocky that, Top are the two yeah. best. Yeah. Oh, Rocky Top. Michigan, oh, it sounds like a, it just sounds like a NCAA football. It does. It's so It good. makes me want to wake up early because I wasn't supposed to be on the game all day. So if the earlier I woke up, I could play NCAA. Path to greatness, race for the Heisman, all that stuff. Mm. And the intro would just it's play a that great, beautiful fight song. It's a great song. And Nostalgic. Q, last season, they had a great team, didn't they? They did. 12-2. and two, A lot of khakis, a lot of Jordans. 8-1 and one in conference play. They finally were able to beat Ohio State, get over that hump. They won the Big Ten. They made the college football playoff. All first for Jim Harbaugh. Checked off a lot of boxes last year, Q. He exercised a lot of demons. But I still think you saw the difference between Georgia and Alabama and the gap between Michigan, right? Yeah. Like, you can beat Ohio State, you can win the Big Ten, but there's still a next level you have to go to win a natty. But still, not taken away from anything they did last season. Sure. Unbelievable year. Now, coming back this year when you forecast the Michigan Wolverines, again, they're going to want to run the football queue. And last year, they were great at that. They led the Big Ten in rushing. They also led the Big Ten in fewest sacks allowed. That mm. offensive line was complete. They could pass block. They could run block. They were fantastic. They were great on third down. They had two quarterback systems, Cade McNamara, J.J. McCarthy. They're both back this year. Mm-hmm. McNamara's more of the thrower. McCarthy's more of the guy who uses his legs. He comes in, adds that running element to the Michigan offense. And the coaching staff, they're kind of playing this close to the vest because they don't want either of these guys to transfer. Right. They know if they declare one of these guys a starter right somebody's now, out of there. somebody's going to gonna try and poach one of these guys to come play for them. So they're keeping it a two-quarterback system as of now. I think that's going to stay all the way to form up until the start of the season. Um, this receiving core cue is going to be interesting, and I think Ronnie Bell is the whole key for Michigan mm-hmm. this season. People forget Ronnie Bell got hurt, and Michigan still did what they did. He was the best player on their offense last yeah. season. I know Hassan Haskins, the running back, was unbelievable, but Bell is a monster. And he comes back, if he returns to what he was before the injury, I mean, look out, because they have Cornelius Johnson back. They have Eric All back at tight end. Those three guys is going to be a nice group for McCarthy and McNamara to throw to. O-line should still be solid once again. And really quickly about that wide receiver room, they're so young. So so Cornelius, he, he or Cornelius Johnson, 40 catches, 627 yards to be touched. Like that receiver room is so freaking young. So they need all the, the experience that you can get, especially with like a Ronnie Bell. Like he's... Feels like you're number one. And his injury helped them a ton last year because it forced them to play. To, to play, to get to some step reps. up, to get Andre all those reps. Anthony as well. Man, they're, Roman they're, Wilson. They're going to yeah. have a sneaky good receiver core. I'm excited to watch Ronnie Bell this season. The O-line, they got a transfer from Virginia to play center. That'll shore things up there. They still have their all-big ten, all 10 guard, Zach Zinter, and Ryan Hayes is still there. 
And then Haskins, they're losing him, Q. He rushed for 20 touchdowns last year, but they still have Blake Quorum there. Mm-hmm. Quorum solid. He's not the physical runner that Haskins is. He's more of a Darren Sproles type. He can run. He can catch. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. And he's not that electric out of the backfield like right. Sproles is, but he's a smaller back who can catch the ball out of the backfield and is good in between the tackles. So I think they'll be fine. Defensively, to me, is going to be the key for Michigan this season. We know they lose the two pass rushers, Hutchinson and Ajabo. Yep. No replacing those guys. But they also lose their defensive coordinator. And I thought Mike McDonald was fantastic. Yeah. He leaves. He went to take the Ravens job. I was thrilled when they hired him. I thought that was great. Yep. Jesse Minter now comes over. I knew you were going to slide that in there about, you know, oh, your, your old I Baltimore love, Ravens. I love that Mike McDonald hire. Yeah. Then Jesse Minter comes over from Vanderbilt, and mm-hmm. he's going to be the new defensive coordinator. So... I mean, good luck to you, Mr. Minter, because you got to replace Hutchinson and Ajabo. You got some big shoes to fill. Several of their top tacklers are gone now. They do return some guys in the secondary. DJ Turner's still there. RJ Moten, the safety's there. Mozzie Smith, Chris Jenkins on the interior D-line. So they do have some guys returning. Junior Colson should be good to watch as well. Junior Colson. Yeah. But definitely not the star caliber type players they had last season. So they got to replace those guys. Mm-hmm. We get into the schedule queue. The magic number is nine and a half. Like I do every day when we preview these games, I look at the schedule, I highlight the wins. I'm giving Michigan seven wins. Okay. They're going to start the season four and oh, for sure. They have four home games to start the year. Colorado state, Hawaii, Yukon, Maryland, all at home, all wins four and oh, then it gets really interesting. They're at, Iowa at Indiana they're home against Penn State they have a bye and then they're home against Michigan State yep that four game stretch is going to be the entire key Mm -hmm. it's going to be the whole key because after Michigan State they're at Rutgers they're home against Nebraska and Illinois and they're at Ohio State right they're going to beat Rutgers Nebraska and Illinois they're going to lose to Ohio Ohio State. State So we have seven wins, we have a loss to Ohio State, and then we have those four games at Iowa, at Indiana, home versus Penn State, and home versus Michigan State. Q, I'm going under on Michigan. You are. Every year they lose a home game that they're not supposed to lose. Mm -hmm. They're going to be favored in all their home games, but they're not going to win all of them. Either Penn State or Michigan State's going to beat them. I'm thinking it's probably going to be Penn State this season. Michigan State has their number. Everybody talks about Ohio State. Michigan State, man, Harbaugh's only beaten them once, too. Yeah. He has problems beating Sparty. I think he gets the job done against them, though, this year. But Penn State, I, I think, is a loss. And then Iowa and Indiana, they're going to drop one of those games. So they're going to lose to Ohio State. They're going to lose one of those two home games to Penn State and Michigan State. And they're going to lose one of those road games to Iowa and Indiana. And they're going to get nine wins. So I'm taking the under. It's a good line. That nine and a half is right on the money, but I lean under. Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, Maryland, Indiana, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois. I have eight. So you're giving that Indiana game a win. Yeah. And then I would give them Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, Maryland, Indiana, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois. That's eight. Then I got what? Penn State. Michigan State. Iowa and and Ohio State. So you just need two more. You need two wins of those four games. Well, you know how much I don't believe in Penn State. Okay. So I will I will take Penn State as a win. That's what, nine? That's nine. So I need one more. They have, Iowa to, they have to beat Michigan Iowa on the road or they have to beat Michigan State. Ohio State. So can no. they beat Iowa on the road and can or can they beat Michigan State at home? Mm. Michigan State at home is going to be tough. 
because of that game. But that's a, that, I feel like that's a truer sense of a coin flip when you have those big-time rivalry games. Like, I think, of course, from a talent standpoint, both For teams sure. match up and, and I'm telling you, Michigan State has their number. Yeah. They really do. So so that that does concern me a little bit. Iowa, though, traveling to Iowa. Especially if it's a night game. It's crazy. A night game's a kinnick or no joke, man. They are no joke. It sounds like a stay away to me. For me personally. I agree. Be- I lean under, but I'm not playing it. Because I could also see a Michigan team that, like you said, Harbaugh last year. He got the monkey off his back. Yes. Now, I'm, you know me, I'm a hater. So, with that being the case, I see what they did last year. You get over the hump, you have all these accolades, all these things. Michigan's finally done. Harbaugh, finally, at the top. This is the hump that he, but me, I'm like, okay, after that, I kind of want to fade you now. I kind of think after that, like all that you put into last season, and also the players that you had, that had a lot to do with masking some of the downfalls of that scheme defensively. We have superstars there. You can get away with some some things. I think it's going to be a harder coaching job this year. Of I course, agree. without top, I don't know, ten picks on your defensive line. Of course, I think it's a it's a letdown spot. Oh, the entire year is a letdown big spot. Time. I don't think it's just like just the games that we're looking at. I think this entire year is a letdown spot. And if they don't come out, I mean, four and zero. That's a. I mean, the schedule is like kind of like pillow pillowy soft for the most part. But you got some spots, some little stretches there where it gets tough. I would probably. Stay away, but I, w- I might lean the under. I can't give them the over because I already feel like the narrative of the entire season is that last year, we did it. You kind of let your guard down. You let your defensive coordinator roll up out of there. You get a little swaggy. You try to try some new things. You're feeling your sm- you're smelling yourself a little bit. And we know Harbaugh is the one guy who literally can't afford to smell himself. <laughs> he just can't. Harbaugh is fueled by everyone saying that he can't. I don't know if he's what he looks like when everyone says he, he can't. There's almost a sense of like the pressure's off him kind of thing this year. Like he can't do anything to top what he did last year other than win a national title. Right. Like if you beat Ohio State again, he did that. Exactly. So like what are you working for? Because you know that last year was about that one thing. Of course. But now what? so you're working to win a national championship. Cool. Now if you want to put yourself firmly in that position year in and year out, it's a different level of a program and a school and a co- like. You need some consistency in some certain areas. You need like I just I can't give them the over. I'm, no, I I'm, agree. I, Last I, year felt like a one off. It More did. than like a, this. We're going to see this over the next three four years. It kind did. of deal. And then after they had that big win late in the season, what do we do the next week? We fade them in the college football playoff. Duh. What do you what do you what do you think they're gonna go to that? No, they're fortunate too. They played Iowa in the Big Ten title game. If they played Wisconsin, Q Wisconsin would have won that game. There's not a yeah. doubt in my mind. With the way they were running the ball, with the way they're playing, Wisconsin would have won that game. They were fortunate they played Iowa, and people forget too. Like yeah, Michigan had a great season. They won a close one at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin was not an easy game that they got by. They had some close wins. That they, when it's your time, it's your time. And they yeah. won those games and credit to them. But I just, I agree with you, Q. I can see a little bit of a letdown here for yeah. Michigan. There's just not that sense of urgency. They accomplished so much last year that they had an under Harbaugh. Yeah. And this year, it just feels like, well, if we don't win a national title, like, what did we do that was better than last season? And I, I can't say this for, for certain. But that is projected on your players, too. Like, when my coach really had something against another coach or another team, before I even got there, I was like, I'm doing this thing for coach this year. We know what last year was about. Those players embrace that. So what yes. is this year? All right, let's win a national championship. Really? 
That's the motivation, Michigan. It's just not, <laughs> not that easy. This team. Not this no. not, not this team. You didn't do it last year. And there's a guy named Nick Saban around the corner and some other guys, too. Those guys. Yeah, Kirby Smart. They're, they're always, pretty good. Always there. Under or stay away from Michigan. We don't believe in the Chino pants and the Jordans.